Do you want to get smarter about your health but feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction? Well, I deeply understand that, and that's why I want to find a source that we both could trust, you and me, and I found this podcast. So let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter, healthier choices every single week. And don't just take my word for it. (laughs) Avid podcast fan Joanne's Apple Review says this. Joanne's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is always informative and always understandable. And that she's definitely a healthier person listening to this and following Zoe's advice, which I love. We love sources that you can trust. And if you're ready to join millions of others like Joanne, transforming their health and like me, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to your podcast. I promise you will not regret it. It is an awesome show and I've learned so much from it. Go check it out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think the key with all of this is that it is super important to know these things in order to understand ourselves and get to know ourselves on a deeper level. And, not but, and, because everything is nuanced, we do not want to over-identify with the things that explain who we are because we know that we can grow and transcend past them. More personal, more vulnerable, more open, more fucking real than ever. You've arrived at your destination. And we're back. We're back, guys. Welcome back to Skinny Dipping, the show where we strip down and we dive in on conversations and things that actually fucking matter and we get really vulnerable and we really take a good look at ourselves and own our shit. We know here at Skinny Dipping that in order to live our most joyous, most fulfilled life, the key is through healing and understanding and getting to know ourselves deeper. And that's exactly what we are going to do today. And I just want to get into it because in the beginning, there's going to be a lot of information. Okay. And it's a lot of good information. The number one thing that I really want you to remember when we're going over all this information and you're going to be like, Oh my God, I relate to that. That sounds like me. Amazing. Beautiful. You are seen, you are understood, and you are so valid in your experience and not, but like I said before, because everything is nuanced. And I don't want you to over-identify with what I'm saying because the key to this episode is to show how we can become more secure in our life and more secure in our attachment style and more secure in our relationship with ourself. Honestly, I had over 20 people, like so many people. I was like, what do you guys want me to talk about? And everyone was like attachment styles. So thank you guys so much for giving me this idea because I've known about attachment styles and I've listened to podcasts on attachment styles. But in this past week, after I decided that I was 
doing attachment styles, I was like, okay, I don't want to just like tell people their attachment styles. Like I don't want to just like do the bare minimum and just kind of reiterate what is in every single other podcast out there on attachment styles. For me, I really want to get to how we can heal deeper from this and the why. Why do we need to know this and why is it important? Yes, it makes us feel understood and seen in our experience, in our human experience, but the key is to heal from that and to allow ourselves to grow rather than getting in this fixated mindset and over-identifying with our labels and being like, well, I'm in an anxious attachment style and that's just what it is. And I track people who aren't into me. It's like you can create the life that you want. And it all comes through first awareness. And that's why we need to go over the information so that you can know and you can see what category, what categories that you fall into. And then we can look at how we can heal from this and how we can make our lives better from this. And I found over listening to many podcasts, reading lots of articles um, about attachment styles in the last week, I'm just like, there's not enough information out there on how we heal from it and how we pivot and how we shift. So that is really the purpose today. And while I'm talking about these things, I want you to feel understood and validated in your experience and not but, and I want you to make your best effort to not over-identify with these labels and know that you are this fluid human being who is so capable of so much growth and transcendence and pivoting into the life that you want to live. And that's why we need to talk about it. So this episode is going to be attachment styles. And then we're going to get into codependence because when I was looking at it all, I was like, these are, these, these need to be talked about together. Like these need to be talked about together. So let's fucking get into it. Before we get into it, guys, I want to make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Go ahead, leave a review, leave a rating, share with somebody that you love. Make sure that you're following us at Skinny Dipping Diaries on Instagram and me at Sundays KK on all platforms to see more good shit like this and to participate and join in on the conversation. I do that over on the Instagram. I'm like, you have things to say? DM me, we will talk about it. You have things to say, I'll put up a post and we will all talk about it. I want to open up the conversation to you and that is all I really want to do here is just open up conversations that are meaningful and vulnerable and life-changing. So let's strip down and dive in. This is Soul in Progress, the mini-series Relationship Edition, Attachment Styles and Codependency. Let's go! If you're watching the video component on Spotify, which yes, that is an option. Amazing. I know. Fuck yes. You'll see that um, I have notes, so don't judge me. I just want to make sure that I say everything that I want to say. And I did a lot of research around this and I did a lot of meditating and dropping in and being like, okay, I have all this information. I've gathered all this information. Now, how can I put it together? How can the universe translate this to me in a way through a download that I can put it together in a way that is transcending for all of our lives? So I wrote a lot of notes because there's a lot to talk about when it comes to attachment styles. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. We associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can really help figure out what's causing the stress in your life. And I think we really do associate burnout with work and 
or activities, but really our relationships can cause burnout because they consume and demand so much physical, mental, and emotional energy. In my experience, like going to therapy has completely transcended all of my relationships, and I talk about that in this episode. I think when we allow ourselves to heal deeper and strengthen our connection with ourselves through getting to know ourselves, our other relationships in our life strengthen, and we don't feel so burnt out by them. We don't feel like they're so taxing when we pour energy into ourselves first. Honestly, I don't think me and my boyfriend would still be together if I didn't start therapy. And if he didn't start therapy, we're both in therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 40 hours. Skinny Dipping listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash skinny dipping. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash skinny dipping. I mean, there's no harm in just trying it out and seeing if it's for you. Let's get back to the episode. So first of all, I just want to go over the three attachment styles. Remember, we are validating our experience, not over identifying it because the ego wants to attach to anything and everything it can. I know when I was first learning about attachment styles, like eight months ago, I was like, okay, I'm both. I'm both the insecure attachment styles. I'm both anxious and avoidant depending on the situation that I'm in. And I'm sure a lot of you are as well. Um, We always have one that we lean more towards, but depending on the dynamic in the relationship, we can shift. So we need to be able to understand and see both sides. I'm going to be going over the three main attachment styles today. That is anxious attachment style, avoidant attachment style, and secure attachment style. There's two categories. There is secure and there is insecure. Um, Secure only has the secure attachment style, and then insecure has anxious and avoidant. Basically, our attachment style is a reflection of the dynamics that we replay in our relationship. It usually comes from our relationship with our primary caregiver when we were growing up. I talk about this a lot, and this is the importance of familiarity in, in mental health and learning about our brain. Because the human brain, the ego, the human brain, the main goal is to keep us safe, to keep us protected so we can pass on our genes. At the simplest level, that is what it is trying to do for us. So we love predictability. We love familiarity because when we are able to know what is familiar and predictable, we're able to feel safe. So that's why we will typically, unless we are consciously aware of it, If we are unconsciously aware for it, we will always gravitate towards what is familiar, even if it's not better for us, even if it's not the healthiest thing for us, even if it's the more toxic and detrimental thing for us, we will choose the familiarity over what's better for us any single day because that is how the human brain works. It wants to protect us and predictability and familiarity equals safe to the human brain. That is so important to know. So that is why we attract relationships into our life that mimic that familiarity of our relationship with our primary caregiver. So we're going to start with anxious attachment style. Usually if someone has an anxious attachment style, you will see them really needing reassurance, really needing that extra bit of love. You will see them maybe getting jealous or maybe doing things to make their partner jealous to have them prove their love so that they can feel reassured. Or maybe they will threaten breaking up, but they don't actually want to break up. They just want their partner to fight for them. So they're creating this situation and this dynamic so that they can see their partners prove themselves so they can get their reassurance. And usually anxious attachment style comes from when 
Somebody as a child has a lot of emotional inconsistency with them and their primary caregiver. This means they got a taste of what it was like to be loved and protected and cuddled and and touched and protected. They got a touch of that and then their primary caregiver would pull away and it would be inconsistent and they never felt that emotional consistency. So they're always chasing reassurance so that they can feel that love. They can feel that the other person cares. And with anxious attachment style, we have this thing called protest behavior. Basically, this is a behavior in anxious attachment style. If a baby wasn't a baby or, or a toddler wasn't getting enough attention as a child, they would do protest behavior. They would cry. They would throw a tantrum in hopes, not me realizing, but usually they would have this protest behavior where they would throw a tantrum or cry and that would get them coddled or loved or reassurance or attention. So they translate that into their life now. Protest behavior. They might threaten to break up with their partner. They might try to make their partner jealous. They do these things that they'll self-sabotage and cause fights um, to have the other person fight for them and prove their love. So this protest behavior translates into our adult, teenage, preteen, whatever. It translates into our life as we grow older. And anxious attachment style, usually these people like look past people's red flags because they just really want to be loved and they really want to be seen and heard and understood and reassured. This makes people end up in pretty toxic situations. So if you identify with this, this is anxious attachment style. But remember, don't fixate and don't over-identify because you are an ever-changing, ever-growing human being and soul being. So let's get into avoidant. The most common behavior for avoidant attachment style is to push away, step away, run away. And this is because their relationship with their primary caregiver did not have trust. Probably their trust has been broken as a child and they have a hard time trusting the world and feeling closeness and feeling intimacy. Because their trust was broken as a child, or maybe they watched a parent leave them or watched them not take care of them and show that avoidant behavior as a child and they looked up to that avoidant behavior, they took it on and they deemed the world and other people as not safe. So they rather keep you at arm's length and keep you away so they don't have to be hurt because in their mind, other people letting them in, that equals unsafe. So the familiar pattern for them is to keep people at arm's length in order to protect themselves. Typically, if somebody is avoidant, they have trouble expressing their feelings, saying, I love you, intimacy, PDA, close touch, whatever it is, they they just want to keep you at an arm's length. And instead of protest behavior, they have deactivate behavior. So this usually is like a self-sabotage where when things are going really good, they'll like, back off, they'll ghost you, they'll create a fight or some situation um, where they can like pick at all the things that you're doing wrong so that they can justify for themselves walking away. And typically with somebody who has avoidant behavior, they have this idea of a perfect person. Like I'm going to meet the one, I'm going to meet my perfect person, or maybe their ex was their perfect person. And they do this so they don't have to be present in the relationship. And they do this so they can keep you at arm's length and If you relate to that, that is avoidant attachment style. And then the third one, which is secure, which honestly, if you're listening to this right now, um, 
you're probably not secure (laughs) because you wouldn't really need to be here. Or maybe you are, maybe you are, and you're just interested in understanding a partner or understanding a friend, but basically you give and receive love very easily when you feel secure. And we're not going to really talk about that because you don't really need my help. So (laughs) I definitely have traits of secure attachment style. Um, This just comes from like trusting your partner and, allowing your partner to do things without you and doing things without your partner and having a very independent relationship. Um, So we don't really need to talk about that right now. So we're going to focus on the insecure attachment styles, which is avoidant and anxious. Pulling out my notes for the next part. I didn't even need my notes for that part, guys. I'm like learning so much about this. I fucking love it. So where do we go from here? Now we know about it, okay? So what the fuck do we do with this shit? That That is the key here. I don't want to just name this shit and over-identify and over-fixate because I know if you have ADHD like me, you can really fixate on labels. You can fixate on identifying yourself with certain things. So we don't want to do that today. Typically, somebody with anxious and avoidant attachment style are like magnets. They will attract each other to keep playing out that narrative and that story, that familiarity that they had when they were young. A lot of times when someone has anxious attachment and they are not healed, they will definitely attract an avoidant person so that they can replay that story that they had in their upbringing. They do this because emotional inconsistency is familiar to them. So even though it doesn't feel good, they're like, okay, familiarity, predictability, I understand. This is what I go to. This is safe in some sort of way. That's just how the brain works, unfortunately. The key here is to heal those inner child wounds that you have with your primary caregiver. That is how you're going to move through this. That is how you're going to move past this. Now, how the fuck do we do that? If you're anxious, the key here, these are the downloads that I got. The key here is to... Treat yourself like you want somebody else to love you. Typically, someone who is very anxious, they are always giving to other people. They are always on the chase for other people and never fully looking and giving to themselves. Hey guys, we just want to take a quick break in this episode to let you know how to make your own podcast because we know each and every one of you has something important to say that will offer value to the world around us. We use Anchor. It's this sick platform that is free and has creation tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And now you can add any song from Spotify directly to your podcast. The best part about this is that Anchor automatically distributes your podcast to all platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. This makes podcasting way too easy. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you're ready to share your value with the world, which we know you are, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm now to get started. Okay, let's get back to it. Typically, what we are missing out of a partner or a friendship or a relationship in general is typically what we are not giving to ourselves. So the number one thing that we need to do here is take responsibility. I just want to clarify, it is not your fault how you were raised by your family. It is not your fault at all. But as adults and as people who want to heal deeper, we take responsibility for our healing. It's not your fault how you were raised, but to allow yourself the ability to take responsibility for your healing is the way that you are going to transcend this. And I know a lot of people might not like me saying that because 
because it hurts. It hurts the way that you were brought up and you're like, why do I have to fix it? Why do I have to be the person to fix it? Like when they hurt me or they raise me this way and it's just like, I understand, I'm, I'm sorry. And that is a completely valid response if you're having that while I'm saying that. And the key to healing here and be like, I want to be the person that I didn't have while I was growing up. And you need to embody those qualities for yourself. So with somebody who has an anxious attachment style, the key here is to remind yourself, you can write this down, you can journal it out, you can say this affirmation in the morning, I am nurtured and I am deserving of love. And remind yourself, I am deserving of giving myself the love that I crave. Give yourself that self-love. Treat yourself, queen. Spend that quality time with yourself and strengthen your relationship with yourself. That is how you're going to heal this wound. And then if you're avoidant, the key here, the affirmation here is, it is safe for me to trust others and receive love because often they don't trust others, they don't trust themselves. So it is important to create environments in which you can begin to practice trusting other people and in turn, beginning to trust yourself, being vulnerable with yourself, being open with yourself, telling yourself the truth when you need to. And this is how you're going to heal that childhood wound by creating safety within yourself and giving that sense of safety and security and trustworthiness with yourself. The key is to be who you needed as a child. If you're anxious, ask yourself, do you give yourself nurturing and self-love? Do you give yourself the nurturing and the self-love and the attention and the love that you want from others? If not, how can you do that? And if you're doing it, but it's not enough, or you still feel like you're struggling, how can you do it better? How can you do it in a way that is more effective for you? And then if you're avoiding this, the question here for you is, do you trust yourself? Are you vulnerable and open with yourself? If not, how can you practice in your daily life being more vulnerable and open and trusting with yourself? I have have a good one for you. If you feel like you don't trust yourself, you tell yourself you're going to do little things, You write them down, you say it out loud, whatever, and then you keep your word to yourself and you do it. And every time you do that, you build trust and you build confidence in yourself. And when I was looking over attachment styles, I was like, okay, if you have an insecure attachment style, it really comes down to being codependent with another person. So I thought that this would fit well together because codependency is something that my therapist told me like literally 90% of people right now, like they did a survey, 90% of people are codependent. You can be codependent on a person. You can be codependent on an addiction, a thing, a place, um, a feeling. You can be codependent with drama. You can be codependent with so many different things. And so many of us struggle with codependence. Here's your question, guys. If your relationship with someone else is your joy and or it is your suffering, raise your hand. That means you're probably codependent. If you want someone to be different than the way they are, raise your hand. That is codependency. Do you feel enmeshed with another person? Do you feel like you give your power away to another person or a relationship or an addiction? Raise your hand. That is codependency. If you have codependency, like like I do, and 90% of the fucking world... Let's talk about it. Let's talk about ways that we can heal from codependency. 
This is like the overall definition that I gathered from codependency. So I'm just going to read it from my notes because there's a lot of information out there, but this is what makes sense to my brain. So I'm going to tell you guys, this is what I wrote down. When someone or something else has a direct effect on your energy and your peace consistently, that is what I would call codependency. And I have a very codependent relationship with my boyfriend. Honestly, I'm going to own my fucking shit. I've had very codependent relationships with my friends. Being anxious attachment style, I would attract people who are avoidant and I would attract people who maybe didn't live up to the love that I wanted to receive from them. And the biggest thing that I learned through that codependency and through that suffering and through that heartbreak of thinking, I'm not important enough, I'm not valuable enough, that person doesn't want to give me love, so that means X, Y, Z, I am not worthy. That is this story that I made in my head and it's just not fucking true. It's not fucking true. That other person and the way that they treat you and their attachment style is a direct reflection of their upbringing, a direct reflection of their experience. It is not a reflection of you and who you are and your worthiness. It is not. It is a reflection of them. And when I realized that, that changed my fucking life because I was so hurt. I was like, why, why don't they want to provide for me? Why don't they want to love me? Why don't they want to spend time with me? Why do they exclude me? I felt so hurt in my friendships and in my relationships only to realize that the only reason I felt that way with that person is because it was also a projection on my part and a reflection of me. I wasn't giving those things to myself. I wasn't loving myself. I wasn't giving myself reassurance and attention and all the things that I needed. And when I realized that, that changed my fucking life. And that's why we need to talk about it because we can play the blame game all day long and... It is so much easier than owning our fucking shit and stepping into our power and taking responsibility for our healing. It's so much easier. It hurts more. It fucking hurts more for sure. But it's easier. It consumes less of our energy. And like I said, it's not it's not your fault. That is a projection of that person. But for you, in order to do your own healing, you need to look within. And you need to be like, what am I missing from myself? Because if I was truly giving myself all the love and reassurance and attention that I needed. And on the other hand, if I was giving myself all the trust and safety that I needed, I wouldn't be looking for it in another person. Or on the other hand, I wouldn't be staying away from other people and not opening up to other people and letting them in. So what do you need from yourself? This is the fucking key, guys. This is the key to the door and then you're going to open it and you're going to be like, oh my God, my life just fucking changed because now I know that I can step into my power and take my power back from that codependency and say, I choose to love myself. I choose to trust myself. And that is the most beautiful fucking thing that you can do that will trans... That will transition you. It's going to transition you into that secure attachment style because you have the ability to get there. This is how we are going to step away from codependency and step back into our power. And these are the five ways that I think work and that have worked for me and I'm still fucking working on it and I'm not perfect. And that's why this is a reminder and an episode to dear Kayla, to myself. And I just genuinely think that these are ways that we can all take back our power from whatever thing, relationship, person that we are addicted to, that we are codependent with. First of all, I was talking about this in therapy with sweet, sweet Donza. And she told me, where where is it? There's like a website that you can go to, um, coda.org. Yeah, I think that's it. 
coda.org um, and it actually has meetings with people who struggle with codependency. So if this is a thing that you would want to do, I think they have meetings all day long online. But these are the things that I came up with when I was thinking and learning and meditating on this. So I hope this helps. Going back to my notes, let's go. Okay. First, this is like a pre-note. This isn't one of the five. This is like a pre-thing. Become aware that you are codependent and what you are codependent with. That is always the first step with anything. Um, Just becoming aware and conscious of it so that you are able to consciously make new choices and new decisions. Also, I just want to like talk about attachment real quick real quick guys sorry ADHD bringing um bouncing around I'm like wait Kayla you should say this before you get into it if you have an insecure attachment style and you are either avoidant or anxious um that means that your relationship with somebody else or something else is directly impacting your peace and your reaction to the world around you so you need to hear this that's why attachment styles and codependency I think are the perfect thing to talk about in the same episode because I think they're intertwined Okay, let's get into it. What do we do about letting go of codependency and choosing and consciously creating a new habit and a new way of being? Number one is healthy boundaries. The question to ask yourself here is, what does a healthy relationship look like to you? Write it down. What is the healthiest, best, most ideal relationship look like to you? What are their daily habits? What are their time boundaries? How is the love language like communicated? Like whatever it is, like, Write it down and then make sure that you set those boundaries with the other person, but most importantly, yourself. And that's where number two comes in, keeping your word to yourself. So you say you're going to have a new boundary. You say you're going to maybe for me, like me and my boyfriend spend every night together and it is not healthy for us. It is codependent. It makes us a meshed and it doesn't make us miss each other. You know, it, it's healthy to miss each other and not spend time with each other. And yeah, so a boundary that we've tried to set is to not sleep together like a couple nights a week. And honestly, we suck at it and we're terrible at it. And we still struggle with codependency because we have not kept our word to ourselves. I'm just going to own my shit right there. But after this episode, I'm going to work on it for like two weeks. Going to have an open conversation with my boyfriend and we are going to talk about it. This also can be applied to friends or family. Set your boundaries with them, but most importantly yourself. And then two, keep your word to yourself and follow through with that boundary. That is number two. Number three, we've kind of already talked about this, but give yourself what you want from others. It is not your fault the way that you feel or the way that your brain has been made to respond and react to situations. That comes from your upbringing. That comes from your primary caregiver when you were a child and, but, and whatever, it is your responsibility for your healing. So make sure that you decide to be the person that you needed when you were a child and to give yourself that trust, safety, reassurance, whatever it is, whatever you want from somebody else, from that friendship, from that relationship with your sibling, from your relationship with your partner, make sure to give that to yourself. That is key here. That is key. That is key. Don't forget it. Number four. (laughs) This one's like a hefty one, but I'm just going to get into it. Heal your inner child wounds. That is the person in you. That is the version of you that is hurting. That is the version of you and that person in you and that inner child in you that needs that extra love and reinsurance or safety or whatever you need. Heal your inner child wounds 
And you can do this through play and allowing your inner child to come out and be playful with other people and create that inner child in you and let them out, let them out to breathe and have fun. Number two is doing journal prompts on inner child healing. For example, you could do a journal prompt that kind of says like, as a child, where did I not feel safe? Or where did I not feel like I could trust my primary caregiver? Or you could say, in my childhood, as a child, where did I not feel loved or seen? Or where did I not get enough attention? And kind of dive into it and say, how did that make you feel? And just really dive into that and feel those feelings of how it feels to be that hurt inner child and how they didn't know any better. You didn't know any better as a child. You didn't know that it was going to affect you like this. You didn't know what to do. And allow yourself to feel like that's fucking sad and feel those feelings. And that is a really great way to get into that inner child healing. Another way is there's inner child healing meditations online, and that can also help you drop into your emotions. Um, A meditation I like to do with my inner child is imagining, first of all, like going into the meditation, I imagine myself like walking down the stairs, opening a door, kind of dropping into my unconscious mind. And then I'm in this field and I see my inner child running around and I have a conversation with her and ask her what she's missing and asking her what she needs and allowing yourself to hug her and give her love. I sobbed when I first did this because I was like, gave her a hug and I was just like, damn, you just needed like a little bit more, like someone to acknowledge that you were so anxious, somebody to acknowledge your feelings and to acknowledge how you felt. And I really felt that. So allow yourself to do that deep inner child's healing work. And I can talk more about that if you guys want or do a little meditation myself. Just let me know if you're interested in that. And number five, and then we're done with the episode, focus on what you want rather than what you don't want and saying, I don't want to attract somebody who's anxious. I don't want this. I don't want that. Start saying what you do want. What do you want out of your relationships with others and yourself? For me, these are the things that I wrote down. I want healing. I want wholeness. I want harmony. I want peace. I want unconditional love and I want non-attachment. So allow yourself to set the intention for what you do want instead of focusing on all the things that you don't want or shaming yourself for feeling that way. Everything that you're feeling is valid and so many of us are experiencing it. So allow yourself to just try to set the intention for what you do want in your relationships with others and with yourself. Okay, guys, I know that was a lot. I'm so proud of you for being here. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. Please share this with somebody because I know that this is such an impactful topic and I can't wait to share this because attachment styles, codependency, and relationships is something that we all experience, almost all of us experience. So share it with somebody that you love. Share it with somebody who needs to hear this because this is a solution-based podcast. We are talking about how we can heal, not just over-identifying and over-fixating because you need to remember that one, you are inherently worthy. Say it with me. Say it with me. I am inherently worthy. Say it again. Say it again. I am inherently worthy. Yes, you are, bitch. Yes, you fucking are. Um, and number two, you are an ever-changing being that has the ability to grow past the things that have hurt you, that is able to take on new habits and new ways of thinking by just reminding ourselves through affirmations, through practicing closeness and trust with others, through practice, through verbally reminding ourselves, through writing things down, we are able to heal. And that is the key here. So share this with someone you love. Subscribe if you're new. Leave a rating. Leave a review. 
DM me on Instagram at Skinny Dipping Diaries or at Sundays KK. Let me know how this affected you. If there's something like that you didn't like or you have more questions on, like DM me. Like I am down to open up these conversations. Like let's fucking go. Let's create this community. Um, I want to create some kind of like chat space where we can all have like weekly discussions maybe or something like that. So if you have any ideas or insight on how I could do that, hit me up. I really want to create more one-on-oneness in this community. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Skinny dipping, soul in progress. I am Kayla Rose and you're amazing and you are inherently worthy and you are deserving of love and safety and trust. Okay, bye. Warmer, sunnier days are calling, so fuel up with them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. If you are like me, sometimes you can forget to feed yourself when you're super busy, and that's why I love Factor. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious and great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore and you can have as little or as much as you want every single week. And if this interests you at all, I'm going to give you guys 50% off only for skinny dipping listeners. So head to factormeals.com slash skinny50 and use code skinny50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. Win-win. That's code skinny50 at factormeals.com slash skinny50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Go check it out. It'll make your life so effortless and nutritious. As the weather is getting warmer, it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I've wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul and I don't want to spend a fortune. I'm constantly wearing the 100% washable silk slip dress and people ask me all the time where I got it from. I've also now got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking on trend year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Kintz cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Kintz only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which you know is so important to me when it comes to clothing brands. Get warm weather ready with Kintz. Go to kintz.com slash skinny dipping for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash skinny dipping to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Kintz.com slash skinny dipping.